Coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. Good day, Dave. Good day, Dr. Watkins. How you doing, buddy? You're doing all right. I noticed you had some uh, snow tires on your truck. Yeah, boy, those were cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That, they're proud of those snow tires. They are. Well, you've been giving me so much grief about getting t- snow tires and everything else because well, I live where I live, right? So I leave the office and I go uh, vertical 4,000 feet to get to my house. So coming down that serpentine road and everything, and, and when it snows up there, it snows an inch down here, it snows three or four inches up there. Um, cause I'm about the same altitude as a ski resort. So coming down those roads can be pretty nasty and have, and then going up those roads, it's often that you might have two or three inches of snow on the highway going up that road. So yeah, and to be clear, we're not talking about snow tires. We're talking snow and ice tires. Yeah. It's a, it's a different technology. Yep. It's a rubber that doesn't get hard. It stays very soft and pliable. And, and it splays when you yeah. hit your brakes, your, the rubber splays, it if you will, and sucks. it helps. And these and these curves, these twenty five, thirty five mile an hour curves, these hairpin curves coming down the hill, um, without snow tires, it's and uh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a kind <laughs> of a pencil eraser. Cancel Christmas, as you would say. Christmas, you got it. So, <laughs> so that's I guess that's uh, that's our story today. So if you're out there and you go up and down an altitude, get some good snow and ice tires. If you have a uh, a sporty mobile, the Pirelli Scorpions are a really good tire for the value, um, but. You know, I guess Pirelli, I think they measure their value in ounces. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I need to throw a set on my uh, Tahoe, though. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I think we're going to talk about management roles for new managers. I think uh, a lot of new managers, unfortunately, in the trade, in the, in the manufacturing trade, we take really good operators, really good setup people, and say, you know what? You, you, since you're so good at setting up, you've got to be a good manager. So I'm going to make you manager. And they're like, okay, I'm going to have more money, right? Yeah, <laughs> more money, yeah. So they take it. And, uh, and oftentimes they go and they don't really know the expectations and, and they quickly either overwhelm or underwhelm their boss because there's not clear and ambiguous expectations. Or, and, and then they carry the way of the world because they don't have any guardrails. So you had some really good ideas in discussion around setting those guardrails. And I, I really wanted to hear what you had to say. Well, I think, uh, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be a uh, individual contributor that's about to become a manager that would be listening to our podcast or whether it's a a manager or owner listening to our podcast. You mean everybody doesn't listen to our podcast? I thought everybody. I thought when we were in top 10. Well, whatever the case, (laughs) when uh, someone says, hey, you know, you're individual contributor yesterday. Today you're going to manage this team or lead this team. Mm -hmm. Your first question should be, Boy, first you should say thank you very much. I appreciate, you know, the confidence in me. And then um, how much of my job is going to be individual contributor, you know, still producing product, and how much of my job is going to be managing others? I think you have to, before you take the job, I mean, thank you very much for the for your faith in me. I, I Can I see a job description so I fully understand the expectations? And then from there, I, you may negotiate the time. Because if you give me a new manager role and you don't have a job description, it means you have no idea what you want. 
That's true. Um, the likelihood of a job description coming with that uh, depends on the size of the company. Yeah, right? that's true. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, ideally, you'd have that job description, and it would clearly indicate how much of your new role is going to be right. continuing to produce, and the other, you know, is it eighty twenty? Eighty percent of your job is to continue to produce, and twenty percent is to manage your team, or is it a seventy thirty or sixty forty? I mean. You don't know. You you don't know, and you need to know the answer to that because if you don't ask that question, the expectation could be, I still need you to produce 100 widgets and then still um, tend then to the caring and feeding of these, these five guys. Yeah, in today's, in today's culture or uh, human capital environment, it's hard to make people work all that extra time anymore because they have so many options. Yeah, so just won't do it. So a lot of people will just say, no, I'll just keep making my widgets and you can take your manager position and put it where the sun doesn't shine. And that you make a really good point. Um, um, I'm amazed at how many young people go, no, I'll pass. I don't, I mean, I want to, I want to, I want to leave this place and not think about it. Yeah. Anymore. I'm a baby boomer. I mean, I mean, that's all we wanted was a job in management, quote unquote. Me and you got where we got through. Please give me another opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, that's that's a really good point. Uh, if you're if you're a business owner, you're gonna have to sell it these days. Yep. And if you're if you're not a business owner and you're the person they're talking to, step back for a second. This position that they're filling, have they filled it before? How many people have they churned through in that position? Why have you lost people in that position previously? Is this a brand new position? Do they even know what they're bringing you into? You know, so really drilling down into a job description and clear, unambiguous expectations uh, will keep you sleeping at night because with clear expectations, you have something to, you have a jump off point for future success, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in the likely event that you accept the role, I think, um, you know, if I wanted to, to kind of summarize the the manager's success it is a person who clears the way for their team's success absolutely right? I, i'm a i'm a huge proponent of that where you're talking to people and they're like your people come to you and say hey i need this and the speed in which you take care of your people and what they need is the is d- a direct reflection of how much respect and admiration you will get from your team absolutely and the thing is dave um when you hear these young managers' um, response to that, hey, clear the way for your team's success, and, and you get back from them, well, I don't know how much latitude I have, or I don't know, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how, how far I can push things. And our response is what? <laughs> well, I pick up the power of this line on the floor as our response, but I would say ask for forgiveness, not permission. Absolutely. Take care of your team. Absolutely. If someone says, hey, why did you do this? Well, because it helped Sally get five more widgets done a day and and not only that but it gives her an extra 30 minutes a day for quality sure um, but and, you can't and that's lose. a no-brainer so yeah. you tr- you hired you hired me in my job description these are my things i'm doing what i need to do to make sure that happens are you okay with it yeah and oftentimes more often than not you'll get absolutely good job thank you well yeah yeah if you have a job description yeah you can use that as a as a as a weapon if you will right. but if you don't have a job description and your job's not clearly defined, then that's power lying on the floor. Go get it. Yeah, a lot of shops don't have – people just do. 
You know, sure. you have basic sure. goals. You have five, six basic goals in an organization. Number one, unfortunately, hopefully number one, safety. Number two is going to be profit. You know, what are you doing to make the business profitable? If your business doesn't care about profit, um, maybe give us a call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, but if you're doing something if you're doing something, you'll notice that there's a lot of things that people do what they have to do, but there's a lot of things that still need done that nobody does because no one has to do them. But you start picking up these little tasks here and there. As long as you don't overwhelm yourself, you need to be balanced with it. Start picking up these tasks, and people will start noticing, holy cow, you're taking this seriously. And like scheduling. Say you have 10 machines running apart, and the schedule says to run this next, but you got to tear down on this job and you know right after the next job you have that job coming right back go up to the scheduler and say hey do you mind if i just run you know two jobs down the line first instead of instead of wasting this setup mind if i do that and and then run this job because you'll save a lot of time and no one's asking you to do that but if you do that you're picking the power up off the floor you're going to the scheduler you're taking that into your own hands and you're saving the business hours and hours of work. Totally, that's totally. a great example. Yeah, I think that's a great example. Um, so, what are the uh, what's some other the other roles? What do you mean? Well, you know, we said we're talking about management roles for new managers. What are some of the other roles? You know, we had a we just did a podcast on performance management. Mm-hmm. Um, so, performance management is certainly one of the roles. I mean, your job is to yeah. If if you are an individual contributor, you can make five parts, full throttle. But if you're a manager and you have five guys that can make five parts, you're making 25 parts. now you're making 25 parts. Well, and, and leaning into that performance management is what you're saying, yeah. where you're making sure you're measuring, you're communicating, you're letting them know how they're doing. You're making sure you're double-checking and see if they have anything in their way of success, and you're moving that, like you said, clearing any obstacles and making sure that you're sharing where what their where their performance is, where it was, where you want it to be, and where they are in that roadmap roadmap on a regular interval, that communication, right? Yes. And so when we talked from the beginning about the eighty twenty, seventy thirty, well that thirty percent or that twenty percent or whatever, when we talk about your management role, mm-hmm. that's what we're really talking about. You know, eighty percent of the time you're gonna be making parts. The other 20% of the time, you should be doing performance management, right? Making sure your team is productive. Yep. Yeah, if, if, that's, if that's your role. Um, I talked to a gentleman the other day that he just got a first shift supervisor position. And he's like, hey, you want me to keep machine running or two? No, 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 no. Your job is to make sure everybody runs as many parts as they can. Well, can I hop on a machine? No, 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 no. That's not your job. Your job is to facilitate everybody else making the most they can. Well, that's a scenario where you say, okay, how much of my job is making parts? And they say, zero. Zero. Yep, zero. So now you're like, okay, what can you do to make those five ladies and gentlemen that work for you the most efficient as they can be? How many machines can they run without exhausting them? You know, you don't want to work them like a Hebrew slave. Yeah. But without exhausting them, to get the team up. Because if you get somebody running a couple machines and it's, it's fathomable, right? If it's something that, if it's achievable, then their day's going to go faster. So a lot of people, you can get a lot more out of a group, and then you go around and see what can you do to clear their way and make their job better, make it more fun, make it enjoyable, make it more successful, competition, whatever it is. There's all kinds of things you can do to juice those five people up 
But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Dave, if if I'm an individual contributor today and they come and earmark me for a management role tomorrow, and I'm going from 100% making parts to 100% managing people, I'm not taking the job because I'm going to fail miserably, right? I mean, I you know good I want to continue to do what I'm doing good, and then kind of transition into some new stuff. But if you just <laughs> That's that's where that's where people fail, right? That's where the 80 86% 86% of people are not natural managers. So you have an 86% chance of hiring somebody that's not a natural manager. Yes. And them not doing well. Them 86%. Not doing well. Yes. So that's good odds. I mean, if I was a plain roulette table and if I had 86%, I'd just keep, I'd bring a stack of $100 bills <laughs> and I'd keep playing. Absolutely. Um so chances are you're going to promote someone that's not good. So you got to, man, if you're that person, you have to invest in professional development. Yes, yes. You have to. You have to. If your company's not going to invest in yourself, then invest, invest in it. You, if the company's not going to invest in it for you, you do it yourself. Yeah, you know, we talked about that. Uh, professional development right. is a really important piece of uh, yesterday you were an individual contributor. Now you're a manager. You really have to get serious about your professional development because ultimately you may be an executive or a business owner or mm-hmm. what have you, right? And so you're going to have to invest in some professional development. And the question always is, well, I'm not sure if my company's going to spend money like that. Well, you spend money on you. I mean, you know, you're betting on your own horse. And your odds, I think you'll confirm this, your odds are better going out and spending a thousand dollars on a class taking a class and asking for a reimbursement than it is going to your boss and say can i spend a thousand dollars way it? better way better I particularly mean, in today's human yes. capital environment where they're trying they don't to retain lose you yeah you got it and so you're showing initiative you 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 know it's, it's all positive when you pay for your own training you're paving your you're paving your way with concrete not ground yeah absolutely 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 so so yeah it's uh that professional development piece is is really overlooked. I think every manager that goes from the floor to starting to manage something should really be leaned in. You should really lean into negotiation, delegation, conflict and confrontation, communication, recognition, or things, just to name a few of the things that you should really start researching to be good at. Yeah, and uh, finance for non-financial managers because at some point you need to understand how do, how do we make money? And how do what I how does what I do impact affect, impact the company's perf, uh, financial performance? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So, well, good stuff. I get really excited about management roles because I think, I mean, I like management. I like the study of management. I like um, the incredible potential that good managers have on the outcomes uh, of their business, and employee engagement, employee retention, profitability, um, customer satisfaction. I mean, it kind of all starts with the manager. It really does. It really does. And uh, I think I think one thing we overlook, though, that I wanted to bring up is when you get selected for this management position, I think something you should ask is why. Why did you choose me? What do you see in me that makes you want me to be a manager? And if they say, well, you have the quickest setup time. You run the most parts. <laughs> you work the hardest like okay what personality traits do i have that you're seeing and oh we didn't think about that you just work really hard yeah yeah get ready 
86%, here you come, right? So it's time to dive in. But if they can say, well, you know what? You're attentive. You're a great teammate. You lean into people. You're always helping somebody out while keeping your stuff going. We notice some great characteristics and traits. I would lean into those and say, those are things you can't start let slide when you step into that management role. You have to be intentional because those are things that your management noticed about you when you stepped into that role. So those are things that are very important that you continue to really grow as well as professional development, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that would be that would be fantastic if you had a management team respond to your question, why did you choose me with, with that, that thoughtfulness? How would you, I mean, I, I think of today, I, I hear that more today than what I did 10 years ago. Oh, 10 years ago, it's like, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> today it's like why me why why do you want me to do this why do you have faith in me what what about me makes you want to put me in this position but if you're if you do that more often than not people say nothing they just say thank you mm-hmm. but if you do that you will set yourself apart and you, if you invest in yourself personally and professionally you'll set yourself apart if you hurry if you hurry up and pick up power on the floor and help your team and clear the way you'll set yourself apart and the more you set yourself apart the more you're setting yourself up for a higher level of success, and in the end, a higher paycheck. Right on, dude. Right on, Michael. We at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, You can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.